Interesting. Election poll workers are being targeted by progressives and the government. Elon Musk is buying Twitter after all and a bird dogging training session that you have to see to believe. You're watching the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast, Nighttime News Blast tonight. I'm Brad Binkley, joining me today, host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless. Cam, how you doing? Doing all right. I'm, I'm making it. I've got a big old thing of uh, sparkling water, so I'm happy. Fantastic. You're into sparkling water now, I understand. I, I am. Uh, it's weird how into And what's funny is it's gone down from like flavored, like hating it completely, flavored sparkling water. And then uh, like less, no sugar flavored sparkling water. Yeah. And now I just drink it straight. Like I Now, now you not- won't drink anything but sparkling water. You go to somebody's filter and you're like, where's the sparkle in this water? Filtered is not enough. Yeah, I got you. We got a lot to get to today, so I'm going to dive in. Some stuff that you really do have to see to believe. And I want to start with the targeting of poll workers, as I said, not just by progressives in the media, but also by the federal government. I covered a couple of weeks ago an Event 201-like exercise that was called Tabletop the Vote. It was similar to... Event 201, also a tabletop exercise that was very predictive of what happens in the future. Or they might say they just did good planning, depending on who you believe. And this was conducted by the government at the end of August. It was conducted by an organization called the CISA, which came into existence, I believe, in like 2016. And one of the threats they scenarioed out during this exercise was the threat of what they would basically describe as a MAGA poll worker internally disrupting the elections from the inside, which is what obviously internally means. So a little double word usage there. Anyway, I believe this internal threat is more likely to come from someone pretending to be a MAGA poll worker. So to emphasize the domestic terror threat and delegitimize any race that they don't like the outcome of. And this problem that has quote problem air quote, It's come up in the news more and more the past couple of weeks, and it's kind of highlighted here by this headline from Politico, which says, election officials confront a new problem, whether they can trust their own poll workers. Again, from Politico, and it says in the article, election officials are growing concerned about a new danger in November, that groups looking to undermine election results will try to install their supporters as poll workers. The frontline election workers do everything from checking people in at voting locations to helping process mail ballots. In other words, they're the face of America America elections to most voters. And then they point out some prominent incidents they say that happened recently. And one in particular, they say that in Michigan, a GOP organization encouraged poll workers to ignore rules barring cell phones in polling places and vote counting centers, which... I covered this. I played some of the clips for you, Cam, uh, a couple weeks ago. CNN did a hit piece on these people, and all they were actually doing was they were encouraging poll workers to pay close attention and to take notes in case they noticed anything that seemed off, which is apparently a threat to our democracy, according to CNN, Politico, and I guess this tabletop, the vote effort. They see that as a threat. What they don't want is they don't want people being influenced by anyone other than those in charge. of So they're government employees, part-time government employees, so they want them to only be influenced by the government. So taking notes on problems they might see is a problem for them, especially if they're the ones that ultimately the government creating the problems. Is that not what poll workers are, are there to do? You know, they're, they're to help facilitate it, but are they not? Are they supposed to just turn a blind eye if they see obvious problems? Because that would seem like what this kind of agenda wants. And I have a, a 
clip here from Face the Nation where they kind of continue discussing this problem that Politico discussed. Go ahead, Cam. I just wanted to say, did you say the name of it was Tabletop the Vote? Tabletop the Vote, yes. It's a tabletop I, exercise just like Election 201 was. Or okay, okay. 201. So, yeah. so, okay. Because I, I forgot that that was the name of it, and I was just thinking about Dungeons & Dragons, like table t- tabletop right. RPGs. Yeah, so, right. And so that's what these guys are doing. They're doing these tabletop things. So there's a, uh, a number of different, like four or five different types of exercises they talk about. There might be more than that, but this is just what I think it was like fed.com. It was, it was not fed.gov. It's a government website talking about the different types of exercises. And it's interesting because the tabletop exercises where they get together around tables and they break off into groups and they scenario out these different possibilities and they all play their roles. Sometimes they play video clips. And then the next step after that, according to this government website, is either a full out event scenario simulation or a basic, I can't remember how they described it, but a real life scenario. So one that's indistinguishable from fake is the way it's described on the website. I'm like, wow, that sounds a lot like what happened with Event 201. And I'm wondering if that is what we're leading to here. I'm actually a little bit worried about them, you know, trying to turn people into patsies, trying to find, if somebody is in your group, you know, you're working in the polls right now, if someone is a little too hardcore MAGA and they're a little too encouraging trying to get people to break the law, that's probably a fit yeah. is all that I, I would, I would worry like, about there. Like if any Ku Klux member comes to you and says, hey, you should join our club, uh, nine out of ten times it's a fit. Right. Totally. It's just like I think there are 12 Ku Klux Klan members left and nine of them are feds. Yeah. Um, somebody, if somebody's like, hey, I got all the ingredients to create something explosive, if you know what I mean, stay away from that person. What was the – there was another thing that I was going to say and I – Lost over it in my brain. Um, oh, do you, did you watch uh, Parks and Recreation? I did not watch it. Okay, so there's an episode of Parks and Recreation where they essentially do like a town readiness simulation, kind yeah. of like, like this, um, except it's like, um, uh, so it's like bird flu or something. And so it's like someone said they were going to shoot. I mean, it's just like this. And yep. so if you if you want to see if you want to see that in the way that I imagine it, you have to watch <laughs> that episode of Parks and Recreation. Yeah, well, they do these things all the time. They did them in Georgia, and quite often when they do the real life scenarios, they have they actually get crisis actors, like literal crisis actors. They call them that, and they will post like a notification somewhere like on a wall next to a bathroom in the park where they're doing it, where they're having the train look like it's crashing and the fake victims everywhere. Or maybe they'll post on a website. There's been a lot of instances where people did not know that it was a training simulation. It's happened in Marta a number of times. There's been active shooter exercises where people freaked out because they thought it was real. They didn't know it was an exercise. And you walk that fine line of when does an exercise go live? And you know, there's debate about, you're called a conspiracy theorist if you think that, but sometimes they're a little prescient in their predictiveness of what happens in the future. Um, I, when you said the way you put that, made me think you were going in a completely different direction because you said they put something on an on a piece of paper or on a bulletin board uh, in the or in the bathroom of a park where the train is about, and I'm like. Are you talking? Is this is this all not, double not tr- on a truck stop? We're not talking truck stops here. <laughs> no, I don't know if that. you know about parks and gay people, but that's well, truck thing. stops, and I think it's uh, I think it's similar. Those are lot lizards, lot lizards, right? I have no idea. I don't know the lingo, <laughs> but you put together a list, and we'll go through it one day. <laughs> I can do that. All right, so here is 
This is Face the Nation. This is the former head of the CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure. I uh, can't remember what the SA is, but she will tell you in this opening clip here as she introduces you to who this guy is, and then he tells you about the threat. Here it comes. Welcome back to Face the Nation. We're joined now by the former director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Chris Krebs. Good morning. Good to have you here in person. And again, that is the, that's the organization that put on the tabletop the vote. This is the one that did the, the exercise okay. in, in 2022 back in August. Is he British? No, he's not. Because that is one British. Like, seriously, look at that dude and tell me he doesn't look British before he opens his mouth. He looks like somebody that I know, and I still haven't put my finger on it yet. I'm still trying to figure out who it is. All right, now here he's going to be talking about, so during his little intro, he talked about the threats that he fears that are coming to the midterm elections. One of them is threats to poll workers, outside threats, people doxing them and whatnot. The other is threats from China and Russia, uh, foreign threats. And then the other one is the threats of people working internally to sabotage it, MAGA-like people. And she follows up with a question about that specifically to make sure everybody heard that MAGA people could be working uh, inside the polls and, you know, trying to sabotage them, according to her. Seriously, that dude looks- um, I just want to come back. You said insider risk to U.S. Yeah. elections. What do you mean by that? Well, it's actually we're seeing uh, actual election workers that have been uh, swept up in the continued efforts to delegitimize the 2020 election. And now they're on the inside. They're posing a risk. We've seen in Mesa County, Colorado, Coffee County, Georgia, Antrim County, uh, Michigan, where workers have allowed access by unauthorized people into the system and access to equipment. And even just the other day, uh, in the primaries, uh, we saw that there was a worker that uh, plugged a USB drive into a machine, and now those systems are have been rendered or taken out of service. So we, we actually, rather than just the foreign uh, interference threats that I think we really had to think about in 18 and 20, now we have actual insiders. We have election workers that are posing a risk to the process itself. Well, that's terrifying. Terrifying. Um, yeah. Why? I mean, it, so part of the balance for anyone who was in a role like you had, how much do you publicize? How much do you draw attention? And at what point does that undermine confidence rather than raise confidence in, in integrity? That's the challenge. Is the administration doing enough on what you just laid out? Well, I, unfortunately, I don't think that there are a lot of tools right now available to counter both threats to election workers, and we continue to see uh, death threats and under intimidation uh, means against election workers, but then election workers themselves that have been, again, swept up into the process. So the tools aren't necessarily there. We do need local law enforcement, I think, to get more involved in investigating threats, protecting uh, election workers themselves, ensuring that they're not being doxxed or their public information or their personal mm -hmm. contact information is being released so they can get so they get more threats. Uh, so this is an area that I think Congress needs to take a hard look at. Are the right deterrence measures in place from criminal statutes? Mm -hmm. uh, and then do we have the investigation techniques? It is, uh, you know, I personally have received a significant number of death threats and other, uh, you know, other threats. Yeah, and some of that's because of his haircut, probably. Wait, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. What are the other threats? Just beating? Or is he talking like if people saying they're going to... No, he doesn't say what the threat is. come in through anonymous, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, through anonymous means like proton mail. We yeah. do need proton more uh, attention on these threats. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to see a shortage of election workers. Okay. So 
a couple of things there. Those instances that he listed off but elaborated none on, somebody stuck a USB drive in there, and now it doesn't work at all anymore. I'm going to need a little bit more information on that. I am going to dig into that to see exactly what it is that they're talking about. But that is the type of false flag that I would expect. Sure, somebody could do something that is a MAGA Republican, but it just seems, if you think about it logically, that that group of people that might be working the polls, and, and they— they might just question the election. They might not even be a MAGA Republican, but that you just get called a MAGA Republican if you question the election. It is possible to question the election and also not like Donald Trump. Those two things can exist at one time. But they, that, it just seems like those people know that they would be under scrutiny and that they would be more likely to be very, very careful, very, very lawful. It just seems like a false flag of sorts is being set up here to try and demonize this group of people again. And then he goes on to say that these measures need to be taken where the police need to get involved, the investigative measures. Now, is he talking only about in regards to outside threats, the doxing threats, or is he talking about the vetting of people who work in, who work the polls, who are, are these poll workers that might be considered Republican or MAGA Republican, does he think that the police need to investigate them a little bit closer? That I'm not sure of, and she certainly didn't follow up with any, any questions about that. I am, my message to anybody who is working, I do know a few people who are poll workers for 2022, and I know that they will be, but my message is very similar to what I said before the January 6th thing. Was I said, don't go on January 6th. It's a setup. I, I, I fear a setup is coming here. And be careful, be lawful, be cautious, because there's going to be a Fed probably working in someone's. Someone that we know is probably going to have some Fed trying to encourage people to do something illegal so they can set them up, in my opinion. I have a question for the people, Dominion or whoever it is that makes these voting machines. Why would you put – okay, so these are supposed to be secure, right? They're supposed to be something that people can't mess with, can't get the information off of, can't change the information on, et cetera, right? Yeah. Why would you put an open USB port anywhere on that? Because I don't know if you know this. There are several different types of USB attacks you can do between yeah. loading in a virus or even there's there are ones you can put in, and it'll essentially blow up part of the – computer or machine it's connected to yeah, so yeah. why would you put that vulnerability there so that somebody would try and do it so they can frame them as being yeah someone no, trying I, to sabotage the election I, i'm just <laughs> saying to bait like, people is, in to do it yeah no i agree with what you're saying another thing that they said in that article from politico was about the cell phone stuff in michigan and the explanation was they don't want cell phones poll workers having them because it could jeopardize the privacy of people who are voting. What about the cameras up on the walls, on the ceilings, right. everywhere? What about the cameras everywhere else? Are those don't jeopardize the privacy of them, but yet these these phones, and they weren't even, they were just trying to take notes. So instead of taking notes on their phones, they write it on a piece of paper. And apparently that's evil also as well. Just be careful when you're doing that. And quite honestly, be careful when you go to vote. Uh, they're, they're brewing something up and I'm um, a little worried about it. And I want everybody to be safe. So 
Shifting, I'm going to save the Elon Musk stuff for the XR because I really want to get to these extraordinary clips of a bird dogging training exercise that I stumbled upon from Indivisible. And Indivisible is, they seem crazy. They seem like they, they have a lot of influence. They're in every state in the country. And I looked at this <laughs> research report and they are the ones who are responsible for m- most of the progressive candidates we see that run and win. They back them. They get the money for them. They have all of the funding coming from top Democrats, from George Soros-like figures. They just try and make themselves appear to be ground up. They are absolutely not. And in this training... It's a bird dogging training to quote fight MAGA mayhem. Whatever MAGA mayhem, we need to teach you to bird dog. Are you familiar with what bird dogging is, Cam? Well, I mean, when I hear the words bird dogging, I literally just think about when like I was a kid and I had a crush on a girl and my dad said, Cam, stop bird dogging her. Interesting. I think that kid, maybe. So maybe I'll tell you what how they use it and we'll see if you used it this way. There was a clip that I've played before from Jan Schakowsky. She was married to this guy, Robert Kramer, who worked in the Clinton administration. He's dead now. He's in prison for the stuff he did, and she was leading a Netroots Nation activist training session. And she's a congresswoman, from either a congresswoman or a senator from Illinois. I can't remember which. But during the training session, she said, we need to see pictures on every major news publication in the country of people getting pulled out of wheelchairs by the police. And that's exactly what they got. And what bird dogging is going and you just you aggressively approach the public official that, you know, can't do anything to you until the police have no choice but do something to take you away. And then you claim like you're being abused and you claim like, how dare they have their bouncers come and take me out of there? It's, It's like it's like going to pick a fight with someone who, you know, is not allowed to fight back for whatever reason. Maybe they're a felon. Maybe they're a black belt, and, and, and you know, black belt is like a weapon. So you know they can do nothing to you, so you just provoke the heck out of them. It's trying to get punched in the face while on camera that you can then spin it and spread it across all media to make the, those people look bad. That's what bird dogging is. And they use it all the freaking time. And I have actually never seen a training session that more clearly demonstrates the brainwashing process that goes on to get people willing to do stuff like this because to go provoke someone another human being in public that you don't know you've only seen on tv that can probably be nerve-wracking so what they do and you're going to see this in these clips is they start off with a little welcome questionnaire and they welcome welcome they actually have a bird dogging bingo game because like to gamify all this stuff bird dogging bingo everybody pull out your bird dogging bingo cards and they have all the types of different bird dogging actions and they have a winner they always gamify it because the winner then gets promoted on the national indivisible site and that makes them feel good makes them feel rewarded and then they come back and they you know give them money and they do the direct action stuff but they get them in there and they start off by saying i want to start off with a question everybody if you could please just just tell me What's at stake in the 2022 election for you guys? But just what's at stake? Tell us your values, democracy. So they're they're asking them, and then they're also answering them. And the way that they're answering them and actually programming their brains is they have a a thought bubble that pops up on screen. And you'll see this, but for those just listening, this is what's going to be on screen. And the more a certain thing gets answered, the bigger those thought bubbles get. So in actuality, you see a bunch of words and a bunch of things that are at stake in this election that people would have never thought of themselves had there not been a bunch of like, it's not, it's not even subliminal messaging. It's direct brainwashing coming right at them. And they're going, oh yeah, that is at stake. And then they type the same thing and it makes the thought bubble bigger. They then take that and they say, with that in mind, 
with that, with what's at stake in mind, I now want to ask you, have you ever had a time in your life when you have confronted authority? You've stood up to authority. I want you to tell me how you feel when you've stood up to authority. And then the thought bubble game happens again. And all the words, fear, power, powerful, uh, uh, escapism, whatever. And then it, then it twists to, okay, now that we know how you feel, I want to see some thumbs up if you stood up to that authority anyway. And I want to see how it felt to you. So it's priming all of these people in this training Here's what's at stake. We know you're afraid to do these direct action, these extremist actions that we're about to teach you, but you need to do it anyway because of what's at stake and because of how it feels afterwards. And then they bring in a guy to give them a perfect example of when he just ambushed Ted Cruz. It's, it's quite an extraordinary brainwashing operation. I spoiled a little bit of it for you there, but I just want to make sure I got that out there because I'm going to play maybe between five and Actually, between seven and ten minutes of clips, and I want to get through them because they are crazy. Here's the beginning. Some of it I left in there just because I think that you'll think it's funny. <laughs> map for tonight. First, we're going to talk about why bird dogging. Why this specific tactic? Uh, and, and why and how bird dogging fits into our indivisible strategy of exposing MAGA Republicans and the mayhem that they're causing. <laughs> and then we're going to go into the specific tactics for bird dogging. And we're going that's where the bird dog bingo is going to come in. Uh, and that's where the clearly she's talking to four and five year olds, obviously, the way she's talking to them. I, I was just thinking about this. It can't be an accident that literally all of these grassroots propagandists are just complete dorks. Like they're oh, yeah. all dorks. Like it's, Dude. it's, it's hard to pay attention to them because they're such right. dorks. And, and this is one of the leaders too. So imagine that. Oh, this I mean, that, that, you know, you know, a uh, bizarro cam, like that is like, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. What a freaking dork. And dude, that's part of the reason why they can bring these people in is it's the it's dorks who are looking for power. And so that's how they can indoctrinate them and give them this thing to fill that void in their life. I thought that's fighting what, against this evil. I thought that's what the Libertarian Party was for. Well, it's also the progressive <laughs> party here. Now let her continue. Instead of just listening to us tell you about it, we're going to be hearing from some indivisibles who have been really working hard and doing some successful bird dogging. So I, so this beginning part, I'm giving you this establishing clips but just because I want you to see the brainwashing mechanism that they use. The, the really juicy stuff is this guy's story. And it, it's just extraordinary the way they view him and what he did and how they see him as a good guy when he's clearly not a good guy. So bear with me on these opening clips because it is important to see this brainwashing mechanism in action. So we know why our friends are acting the way they're acting when we see them tweet strange things. That you might have even heard about on the news. Uh, so you'll be hearing some from indivisibles on the ground who've been doing bird dogging events in Texas and Pennsylvania. Uh, and then from that, you know, bird dogging is only a part of the story. Bird and, and, and MAGA mayhem is only part of the story. We have to expose MAGA Republicans, but we also have to uh, understand how to message MAGA mayhem effectively. And we're going to talk about some really important 
important messaging okay. uh, yeah. that messaging progressive messaging experts have put together uh, in, in a in a in a campaign called Protect Our Freedoms that you can use with your bird dogging. Okay, so yeah, protect. She actually goes on later to elaborate. If we use the word freedom and we use the word protect, because people have what's it called when you don't want to lose things? People are more inclined. The the psychological sociological studies is we're at, we're loss averse. Humans are so protect, and that that's the explanation she gives is people are loss averse. So use the words protect and use the words freedom. Here's your script, slaves. Yeah, well, that's you, the reasoning there. You know what? Just irritates the devil out of me as I'm watching this, and I don't know if it irritates you at all, is I'm like 90% sure she's using the word indivisibles in place of individuals, and it makes me want to shoot her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. And I think dude. that that's on purpose because that's taking away the individualism of they it. They hate individualism. One, Absolutely. One indivisible whole. I hate it. And Fantastic. I, oh, I hate it. And it's a great point. So here... And I'm going to let some of this play a little just because I want you to hear the way she talks about them. And I want you to see the little brainwashing effect that goes on on screen. This is like it's not subliminal messaging because subliminal messaging is hard to see. This is very much in your face brainwashing mechanism here. And they're asking them what's at stake. And they're telling them very specifically how they are to tell everyone what is at stake in this election. Let me skip ahead a little bit here. During the past administration, take it back. I think it's a two word start. Legislation that we've seen during the past administration. Actually, I forgot that I edited this differently, so I'm going to start here. My apologies. Here we go. <laughs> What's at stake for you right now, given everything that we're dealing with, everything that we see in the news, everything that we're dealing with? All of the horrible legislation that we've seen Children. during the past administration. What's wrong Think with about you? what's at stake for you and respond to the poll. What's at stake for you? Then, Lori, if you could go back to responses. All right, we'll so here we go. Look on screen here. Now, I'll describe what, what we see on screen for those listening is she said, go back to the screen and it has what's at stake for you. And as these people are entering this stuff, they tell them very specifically where they can't, where they are supposed to enter their answers. It blows up on the screen. So you see all the words flying around, getting bigger and bigger. And what we see at the beginning here is freedom is at stake, feeling, access, life, care, trans rights, safety. So these are all the things that are going to be thought. You guys have probably used some of these thought bubbles before. What's at stake for us? And the <laughs> more, the larger the words get, the more people that are saying that particular thing. Right. So we see freedom. We see access. Climate. We see uh, climate. We see other people saying freedom. Democracy Lots is the biggest one. So they have people who are plants, too, who are just typing in the words they want the other. Because most people, when they get a question like this, they don't really know what to answer. And especially if they're new activists. So they need these people to lead them and guide them. So they're going to have their plants who are filling in these words. All of a sudden, democracy came on screen bigger than all of the other words. And she hadn't said it yet. How'd it get bigger? Because there was a bunch of people who are plants typing in the words to try and program the minds of the other activists who they need to see things the way that they see them. And then the other people go, oh, yeah, it is democracy. And they start typing the same thing. And they just they want to fit in. They want to feel like they're doing the right thing. And they feel like these people are their leaders and who they need to look to for guidance, which is extraordinary to me. But, it, you know, 
I, I don't get it, but there's obviously some appeal for this demographic that they're going after. Of people are saying democracy. Uh, we see people um, that are saying access, uh, rights. People are feeling threatened. So, all those words just coming. People out. are 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 feeling women's threat cooker controlled uh, autocracy. Trans stays up there. Their safety is at risk. Lots of people are are responding here. It's moving. Uh, trans rights are at risk. They're grandchildren air uh, are at stake uh are somebody said marriage existence very existence <laughs> is at stake absolutely freedom climate uh education is at stake i right, see so you get it she 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 filters through all the the key the trigger words that they already they had already pre-planned for these to be the words to be up there yeah. And that's obvious. So this is just a programming effort to prime these people watching to take action. And they used to say, Linda Sarsour, I've heard Stacey Abrams say it too, they used to tell these activists, you need to be ready to put your body on the line for us. Kind of like Volodymyr Zelensky said when he gave a speech at Harvard last week, as he said, it's about being in Ukraine is, is, is about you need to not just stand with Ukraine, you need to, be, you need to die for Ukraine. And that's what he told all these students there. It, it's a similar thing here where they're guiding these people who – normally might not be ready to take action and they're instilling in them everything that you're supposed to be about is at stake and you need to be afraid and you need to be you need to have fear and then they're going to move on to the next question that builds on this little programming effort go ahead kim before we do that i just wanted to say i quickly compiled a list of words that go through my mind when i watch these people speak and i just wanted to share that you, word you put up on got it <laughs> yeah is it going to come up in the thought bubble Cuck, cuck, cuck. Yeah. Wow, Cam. You, that's a very good... Cam has put up a really great word bubble here, and cuck seems to be the predominant word coming up in this little wow. question. Wow. What, an, what an eye-opening exercise, Cam. Thank know, you. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it really shows my um, depth <laughs> of thought, I think. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Oop. Had to download my cuck cloud. I've had that cuck cloud. For, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say I had to download my cuck cloud, then I'd, <laughs> I'd have one dollar. It's one of my favorite memes I've ever made, Christine. if I'm being honest. Right, totally. Yeah. So I'm going to skip forward a little bit to the next question here. Let me get the timestamp. She, she's going to ask the how you feel about it. And that's where the next question comes in, about the authority figures and whatnot. Here it is. You got to fight this authority, even though they have I'm all the power. Keeping right in mind... What's at stake for you? I'm going to ask you to think and reflect on a moment in time. Which, by the way, she's reading a script, obviously, because she keeps tripping over it. So she's being told what to say also. When for you, the stakes, you you reflect on a time when you challenged authority. I didn't even notice this. It says on screen, reflect on a time when you challenged authority, when the stakes felt really high. What emotions did you experience? And then I didn't even notice the the, the emojis on the back of the screen. One of them is a smiley face. One of them's angry. One of them's sad. They're just projecting this stuff onto these people like they're just children. And somehow they're taking it in. Because I know people who respond to this stuff. It's unbelievable to me. When the stakes felt really high really high i give you a moment to think about that i'm just gonna hit some of that and here's despite some of this. the fear or the power uh, or, or the fear or the 
anxiety. What it says on screen on the thought bubble is fear, power, and anger are the top three. Then proud, anxiety, escapism, conviction. That's uh, stacked. What does that mean? They feel like they're they're a large breast when that happens. Stacked, a strong deck. Tri- tri- they feel triumphant, exhilaration. Hmm. I think deck and stacked were supposed to be together. Deck stacked. Okay, I see. Thank you, Cam. That you felt. <laughs> Give me a thumbs up in the emotions. Like, is, just give me a thumbs up. If you, you, if you challenged emotion, if you challenged, Lord, if you yeah. challenged authority, even though you experienced fear, give me a thumbs up either in the emotions or just give me a thumbs up if you did it anyway and you felt like it was worth it. Okay, so you get what they're doing. This is what's at stake and we know you're afraid to do this, but... It was worth it in the past when you did it, and the stakes are so high, you got to do it again. Now let's bring in an example from Indivisible Ohio, or wherever the heck this guy's from, who is going to mirror the same emotions that were just on screen here, and then tell you exactly what to do when you find yourself in a situation where you have the opportunity to confront one of these people that you consider to be the opposition. And I'm not going to get to these clips today, but the person that follows this is someone who comes on and tells them how to find these people. I mean, it's extraordinary what they're doing to these people. And, and these people that are training and these people that are controlling them and feeding the money to them, they aren't the ones going out and getting, getting in people's faces. These people who are brainwashed are. These people who are brainwashed are the ones who are going to end up going to jail, which they're told, by the way, in this training, the virtues of going to jail because it can be used against them. I mean, it's nuts some of the stuff that they tell them. Those people at top controlling them, they aren't doing any of this. It's these poor people who have some void in their life that's being filled to these psychopaths. And this is the guy they bring in. Let's skip that part here. All right. All right. Is here he, he is. He's clear. Yes, he's definitely a dork. So what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do here, because the audio is terrible on the bird dogging incident that he shows. They're showing a video of this guy they brought in of him bird-dogging Ted Cruz at a restaurant. And I'm going to show the very initial part of it where Ted Cruz is taking a photo with this guy because this guy goes up to Ted Cruz and politely asks him for a photo. And after the photo's taken, he starts ambushing him. And then I'm going to kind of skip the video forward to where we can actually hear a little bit what's a little bit of what's going on because you can't hear anything that they're saying to each other until about a minute in. And then... Pay attention to who is being aggressive in this situation and who isn't, Cam. I think you probably know who is because Ted Cruz knows he can't be aggressive. He knows he can't do anything. So this guy knows he can get away with doing everything. It's crazy. He's also very very bad at aggressive. He always he's also very bad at aggressive because he's not an imposing or intimidating person. Right. Well, compared to this guy, he's he's like a monster compared to this guy. This is a little guy who's doing this thing and they treat him like he's just a a bad A. It says Benjamin Hernandez, Indivisible Houston. Here's the very beginning of the video. One, two, three. Go. All right, there's the photo. Yeah, All right. we got it. All right, so immediately the guy turns, and you see him jerking his hand around. He's, he's, like, he's, he's like jacked up. I mean, it's almost like he went and did a line of blow in the bathroom in order to get ready to go uh, against this guy who either he actually believes is a, a demon or, or he's just, you know, channeling and, and pretending he's a demon for the purpose of the exercise. And there's a little back and forth here. Can't see what they're saying. Ted Cruz still got his arm around him. 
And what Ted Cruz says here is he says, I did a half-hour speech on this. They're talking about guns and the Uvalde shooting, and they might have talked about abortion at some point in there. And Ted Cruz is saying, just go watch this or watch that. And, and the guy has no – that's the thing. There's no response because the idea is to not get an actual response. The idea is to set up a situation on camera that you can use to make it look like you were victimized by this politician that you call the opposition. And that's exactly what the guy does here. A little bit of that. Do you notice, Cam, how, how tense that guy is? I just moved the thing. Sorry. Do you notice just the way he moves his arms? Like you can see the veins in his neck and stuff. It's like when I get jacked up about Stacey Abrams or something. He also looks like, like at least in that second there, it looked like even though he was the one doing all the moving, that he was like acting like he was about to get hit by Tony. Oh, totally. He does this the entire time. I'm going to skip it forward a little bit to where it gets a little bit more intense, where we can hear things. So you see him. You can see, you see like that bulge in his neck. The guy is jacked up. I'm no Ted Cruz fan, by the way. Like I, Ted Cruz, Blobfish, I've made fun of Ted Cruz a whole lot. But Ted Cruz knew that he could do nothing here, and this guy is taking clear advantage of this. Let's start it right here. You can make it harder for people to get Look at him. All right, so we're getting to a point where Ted Cruz keeps trying to leave the restaurant, and the guy keeps stepping in front of him, and he will not let him leave. And his wife is filming the whole thing. You know that, but you stand here. You see that? You stand at the, you stand at the, He's throwing his arms around, getting him close to Cruz's harder. face. It is harder when there are more guns to you stop gun violence. It is not ignorant. I mean, Cruz is honestly being rather calm for, for as aggressive this, as this guy is being. But watch this. I'm pretty sure these are restaurant employees that are coming to get this guy, not Ted Cruz's goons. Because you can tell one of the guys clearly works at the restaurant. Like this guy. See that? He's jerking his body around. They're not pulling him. He's jerking his body around. He's making it look like he's getting yanked. He's pushing. He, he's like pushing up against this guy. He's not just talking. He's pushing up against these people. He's being aggressive, like violent. This is like the manager of the restaurant. 19 children died. 19 children died. That's on your hand. Okay. This is the shot they wanted. They wanted the shot of him getting looked like he's getting dragged out for no reason, and he's just trying to say, 19 children's death are on your hands, when, when the guy was just being aggressive, aggressive, getting in Ted Cruz's face, waving his arms around, bulging veins. I mean, he was clearly the aggressor here. And the way that they treat this guy in this indivisible activist training is as though he's a hero and he did just what he had to do. And mind you, right before they showed that, they, they primed these people, what's at stake? How you felt when you confronted authority, just like he did there. Everything was at stake. He had to confront this evil man, Ted Cruz, even if it meant putting his neck on the line. And this is what happened. And then he goes on to talk about how this must be done, which I'm not going to play those today. I'll probably play those in a show later this week. But I'm going to skip to what, what this guy said right before the training ended. This is going to be the final clip of this, where he tells them what people like Ted Cruz and others, what they just need to understand when they go out in public, and also that he's willing to just do this type of thing in front of people's children and grandmothers and wives. He doesn't care because it's that important. And that's where we're going right here. Let me get that teed up. Here he is. This is the guy. He's talking directly to the indivisible trainees speaking to camera in this video. 
these folks need to know that if you're going to be extreme with your views and you're going to be vocal with your views and and that's how you're going to approach life and democracy, then you need to know that if you're out there in public, that you're going to be confronted and you're going to you're going to have an uncomfortable moment. And I go back to that moment with. So stop. Did you notice what he said there? Just if you have these views, you just need to know if you're public about these views, you need to know that you're going to be confronted and they're training these poor people to be those confronting these people like he did. This is not an intimidating guy, but here's the thing. If you were to treat him like the unintimidating guy he was and just kind of smack him around or something like that, that's exactly what they want. That is bird dogging, getting smacked around. Like he wanted Ted Cruz to do something. He wanted him to do something because it would have justified everything that they did. And what they do with these videos, and they talk about this after, and this is probably like an hour into the training after what we just saw. So there's like a whole hour of him going into detail about what to do next. And they contact, they have the news media, the friendly news media there. They send them the video. They have the scripts already written and they cut and edit the video in a way that favors them. And then they have the national indivisible groups do what they call the multiplier effect. And they spread it all across all of these indivisible things on social media. And in their groups, Ted Cruz is evil. This guy was just trying to confront him and ask him a question. And Ted Cruz, they don't show him answering the question. They just show this guy getting drug out. And then Indivisible fundraises off of this. They, they line their pockets because this poor guy got dragged out by Ted Cruz's goons. He's a hero. And he continues. It gets worse. It gets worse what he says here. Like being there with Ted Cruz, he was there with his family. Let me take that back because you really need to hear this here. Like that you're going to be confronted and you're going you're gonna to have an uncomfortable moment. And I go back to that moment with like being there with Ted Cruz. He was there with his family. His daughters were there. His wife was right there. Elderly people were there, right? And those were all... Who says that as though it, yeah, as though he's like a badass? I mean, this guy, elderly people were there. His kids were there. I did it anyway. I mean, who speaks like that? What a, what a coward. What a pitiful human being. This, guy. this guy's talking as though that was brave of him to confront Ted Cruz in front of his children and what must be his, his parents or grandparents or something and, and all of the other elderly, elderly people were there and they didn't stop me because the stakes are high and I had to do it just like you guys have to do it. It's extraordinary. Considerations, like I don't know if they're grandparents or whatnot, but I'm saying those were all considerations, you know? But at the same time, I think what we have to do is... You know, we have to make them know that you're going to be extreme with your position. So if you go out in public and you run into somebody, we're going to challenge you, right? And that's going to be an uncomfortable moment for you. I'm not saying that's a solution. I'm just also saying that that's part of the consequence of you having your extreme positions. And we can't stand for that, right? It doesn't get us any closer to to a solution or part where we're where um, we are, um, you know, uh, more unified in this country. But I think it also helps inspire people to say, you know, what we can do this too. And the more of us there are in the world, and the more of us see them, because they will encounter other people, you know, whether when they're out. And the more of us are inspired by these actions, the more they're going to feel the pressure. Again, I'm not saying it is going to change it. I'm just saying there are consequences for their extreme position. These are just the natural consequences. You're gonna be that extreme. You're gonna have people that are gonna confront you, whether you're in the theater with your family, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're walking your dog, like that's to me, like where we're at now, right? And I'm not advocating for violence or anything like that. I'm advocating for, if you come into my space or our paths cross, 
whether intentional or not planned, you know, uh, with the good folks that, that Bobby's planning for, whether our path, paths cross, you know, you're going to feel some of that uh, in your space. So I think there's value in doing it for that. Like the most shocking part of this whole thing that I don't think you heard is that this guy's married to a woman. That's what really blew me away the most when we look at this guy. And I just noticed this because a Sir Tim of Tunnels said, is he wearing the same shirt that Ted Cruz was wearing? He's not wearing the same shirt as Ted Cruz, but he is wearing the same shirt in the video. Zelensky. As Zelensky, exactly. As Vladimir Zelensky. He's wearing the green Vladimir Zelensky, and he's wearing it here also. There's, there's no doubt he's trying to use that symbol. I have no doubt that he is. And so that is just the taste of what was going on in this training. And I'm going to do some more of this uh, later in the week, may- maybe next week, because this is my mind. Rarely is my mind blown from how open they are about some of this stuff. But during this one, it really was. And uh, fortunately, I, I, they do have power in the progressive area, but the progressive reach isn't as it, it's shrinking from at least what polls say. I don't know how much you can trust polls, but that messaging, can you imagine that type of messaging coming from Trump or coming from a Republican? These people just need to know that if they're out in public and they're, they've expressed their views at any point in time, they're going to get confronted in front of their family, in front of their wives and husbands, their children, their grandparents, whether they're in the grocery store, whether they're in the movie theater, doesn't matter where they are. They will be confronted. These are the consequences. That's what this guy is saying here. And it, it it's being taught. That's why they did this whole brainwashing exercise with these people, that they need to be more like this guy. And he even expresses earlier in this video that he was afraid just like they're afraid, but he knew he had to. He had to do it. He had to. If anyone thinks differently than me, they have to at least be verbally accosted, if not, if not attacked physically. Yeah, that's a guy who only uh, gets that aggressive when a camera's on and there's... Yeah, a person who he knows can't do anything back. Because anything, any Ted Cruz, like I said, not a Ted Cruz fan, but that guy was provoking the heck out of him. And Ted Cruz, he stayed calm. He, I mean, he's been kind of accosted a number of times at this point, I think, and he's probably used to it now. But man, if you go into politics, you do those breathing exercises and get ready. Because there's going to be people coming after you to try and provoke you into putting you on camera and doing anything. And really, even if you say nothing, right, if you just remain silent, they're still going to spin that. And they talk about that later in the training. So the woman that comes on after this guy, he, she tells them where they can find people, how they can find people. So they're giving them all, they're indoctrinating them, brainwashing them, giving them a real example of a real hero that they can become like this guy. And then saying, well, here's how you can find them. And, and I mean, it's, it's man... It's crazy. This is indoctrination. This is true brainwashing in action. And it's it's so pathetic because it's like like you said, he's not going to like let's say he was uh it was Jesse Ventura that he disagreed with. You think he's going up to Jesse Ventura and trying that? Honestly, I think that if he's as committed as he claims to be, yeah, I think he is because the bigger the guy who might possibly flinch and do something against them, the better for their movement. It's it's the whole, we need to see people getting pulled out of wheelchairs on the front page of every newspaper because that will help further our cause and make them look evil. I mean, these people are, are man. Talk, and I then just, he says, oh, don't want to be violent. What he's doing, he's trying to start violence. Yeah. Yeah, he wants, he wants to be hit first. Like it, yeah. Which is like a thing that's, you know, honestly... 
if you're in a a dumb fight that you don't want to be a part of, just I've seen a lot of people do that. Hey, go hit me because you know once they hit you first, then you're kind of free to hit them. Exactly. You know what it is? It's like a when you conduct a false flag to make it look like you're not the aggressor in a war that you want to fight. Yeah, you, right. yeah, yeah. So it, it's that same technique. You know, make it look like the other guy started it, and you're just defending yourself. I don't yeah. like these people. Yeah, you know what, like Melbourne? The, the dystopia makes me sick also. But we got to show this stuff. We got to let, let people know. Because like, I have friends who have bought into this stuff. And it's uh, hard, trying to figure out how to even talk to them. It's like, dude, just stop saying your indivisible scripts all the time. Don't, like, don't you remember we used to talk about other things other than you just re- repeating this? And Oh, and I just wanted to mention on that Facebook page, which I did get into, by the way, um, it is not growing at all. Like, I mean, I think there were 88 people. Oh, so good. technically, That's good. Sec- I mean, when I got in, but technically it's growing because it's gotten to 120. What's it been two weeks since I joined? Right. Yeah. It, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's pathetic. Right. And that, that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because they, they try to make themselves out to be bigger than they actually are. Oh yeah. And because they want it, they use that to grow the group and to try and intimidate others but it is important to remember that this progressive side of it and that's what this group is they back the progressive candidates and they create the progressive candidates they try and find people and get them to run it is a very small wing of it it just appears larger because of the media attention that it gets okay so we're going to continue this conversation and the dmb xr where we're going to talk about we're going to talk about elon musk a little bit elon musk had a big week a little Ukraine, little robots rolled out. Uh, some other stuff too. Twitter, he's going to be bringing Twitter. He's going to be buying Twitter again, apparently. So we're going to talk about that and maybe some of the okay. implications. And what else are we going to talk about? Something else I wanted to show you in the XR cam. Oh, <laughs> you're going to love a story that I have in the XR cam. It's, it's about a guy who couldn't be more thrilled to have been arrested. And the reason is one of the, one of the most bizarre that I've, I've seen in the way that he went about it. I've, I've never seen this in my life. All I know is that there's a 100% chance that you're just going to show me a lot a lot of nerds just a bunch of nerds so many nerds I'm just going to pretend that I'm cursing that's going to be my bleep sound right well this so, this this person who got arrested in Georgia I don't know that I would call him a nerd but I can't quite figure him out. I'll tell you that for sure. Okay. And we'll see what your thoughts are on him. I don't one, know. Of the most, one of the strangest stories I've ever read. To be <laughs> and if you want to get access to that DMBXR, the subscriber-only content, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. What you will get along with the DMBXR, the subscriber-only portion, is you will get this show ad-free. I take out all of the ads, and it goes this and the XR go straight to your Patreon private RSS feed, and you get it all ad-free. Patreon.com slash propaganda report. This is how we fund the show. All right, let's do it. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. You guys can find the Propaganda Report podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your evening.